This podcast is made by Awesome Panda Productions. Find out more at awesomepandauk.com. Hello and welcome to the RG10 podcast, brought to you by the people behind RG10 magazine. The aim is to bring you interviews, information and entertainment. In fact, anything interesting that's relevant to living around here. The last weekend in June will be, to say the least, quite significant. It's going to be the first time since the beginning of the pandemic that we'll be able to attend truly big events. And in the RG10 area, we're going to be spoiled for choice. For example, the Hearst Show and Country Fair gets underway on Saturday the 26th, and we're going to have more about that in the next episode of the podcast. But the day before sees the return of the Twyford Beer Festival. Now, if you've been before, you'll know that it's not just about beer. Other drinks are available, and there are some great bands due to perform, including one particularly fine act. More about that later. To sum up, we're very lucky to have it, and it has been greatly missed. I've been speaking to Ian Wisdom, the festival organiser. Ian, thank you so much for joining me on the RG10 podcast. My pleasure. First of all, then, um, tell me a bit about the history of the Twyford Beer Festival. How did it come about in the first place? Well, the original planning for this um, happened just after my 50th birthday. Uh, My wife has suggested that uh, we were doing some fundraising for um, the ladies, breast cancer, that sort of thing. And she suggested that there didn't seem to be anything out there for the men. So... Um, I eventually found Orchid and, and liked them. They're, they're a lovely little small charity. And it seemed to me the best way we could actually attract men's attention uh, to the charity would be to put a beer festival on. And uh, after three years of research and a, a bit of fundraising, uh, we eventually got the first one off the ground. And the rest, as I say, is history. It's, uh, we progressed from... Uh, the Scout Hut, that was our very first one, that was very successful. Uh, we then moved into the Loddon Hall, and from Loddon Hall outside onto King George's Fifth Field, and finally to where we are now, which is going to be at Stan Lake Meadow. Uh, and it's just grown and grown. Uh, and it, it's been a pleasure to be able to give the charity over 60,000, 60, I think it is now, uh, over the years. How far off from the festival do you have to start getting everything organised? It can be a year. Um, This one certainly has has taken a year. Um, The licence application itself has taken nearly four months to get through. Um, There is so much that is done behind the scenes for those two days, Um, a huge amount of time. If if I build for all the time and effort I spend on this, um, I wouldn't have to work. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't have to work for the rest of the year, let's put it that way. Yeah, tell me through the day, the typical day, I guess, of not just yourself, but of a volunteer. Everyone gives up their their time for free. You know, what time are they starting? What time are they finishing? What are they doing? Uh, Well, typically, um, we've got uh, night security. Um, So I'll be over at seven o'clock in the morning to stand down the night security and uh, as over the next couple of hours, the volunteers will begin to attend. Of course, um, you say all... night security, all the beer's got to be guarded, I guess, don't you? Doesn't it? I oh, yeah. Well, it's, yeah. it's not just the beer, it's the infrastructure itself. Yeah. Um, you as a musician, your kit might be on board already. Um, so we, we're protecting that. 
Um, we've also got day security, but they, they won't actually kick off until about 11. Um, uh, I, I greet the, the team as they arrive. We give them a little bit of a briefing, um, feed everybody. Everybody gets breakfast and a cup of tea or whatever. Uh, and then we set the field out. Uh, whatever we haven't done the night before gets done. Uh, the place is cleaned, tidied and prepped up for our visitors. Um, by 11.30, the bars are fully staffed and everybody's waiting. Uh, 12 o'clock, the gates are thrown open and the public arrives. Uh, and then chaos happens. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the most important thing then, which is the beer. What are we looking at this year? How many, how many breweries, that kind of thing? Um, there'll be at least 15 to 20 different breweries. Uh, there'll be upwards of 100 beers available, um, something in the region of 30 different ciders. Um, we've got a range of gins and vodka and rum, uh, a beautiful selection of wine, and, of course, uh, the Pims. We must have Pims as well. <laughs> Is there any beer over the years that you think's proven to be the most popular that you're always thinking, goodness, maybe we have to get that one back or people are always demanding more of? That's, a, that's an interesting question. The one that's been uh, fairly consistently successful over the years uh, has been a beer from Loddon called Summer Snowflake. We were lucky enough to get the first batch of that uh, on our very first festival, and it sold out within hours. Um, um, so uh, we will have plenty of that this year, um, it, and it's a lovely drop of beer. It's a very easy drinking pale ale, um, very easy on the throat, um, and it's I think it's a 4 percenter, so it's not going to knock you on your back. Uh, Saturday is almost a sellout, but... Um... It's worth getting there on the Friday, isn't it? Because that's when you're going to have most choice, I guess. Um, yeah, uh, that certainly will be the case because um, we've got some uh, uh, single casks coming uh, from Ascot and from uh, one or two other suppliers uh, that are unique, that, that we could only get one cask off. Uh, and I'm reasonably certain that um, they, they will go on the Friday. Uh, so it is worth booking for the two days because uh, on the Saturday we will resupply. Um, so there will be plenty of beer available throughout the day, <laughs> I should say. Um, I've already made arrangements with most of the brewers that uh, if the stocks are low on Friday night, then they will re-deliver on Saturday morning. So folks, don't worry, there will be <laughs> beer for you to drink. And do the breweries reach out to you to be able to uh, have presence there um yes um we we do get reached out to, um, um i've got a brewery there uh, we're getting some beers from um from wales would you believe um uh, they reached out to us back in january um if, if we were going to run uh, would they consider having a beer uh we've got beer coming from kent um it, all over really the majority of the stock though will be from local uh, brewers we like to support our local guys because they've been with us since the start you know the thing that everyone's going to be thinking about is is the pandemic are there any special precautions in place what has been the thinking what plans do you have regarding that well one of the things we're doing this year which um we have never done before um we we've We've not bought any glass this year, so there won't be any uh, any glass available from us, um, simply because um, there there was the the issue of possible uh, contact between mm. the customer and staff. Um, so we there will be reusable plastics, 
um, if we have to, the beer will be decanted from measured containers into um, the, the beer glass. So they, they, effectively the staff won't be handling the glass. Um, that's one of the measures we we may have to put in place. We don't know yet. Um, uh, help uh, the environmental health people have been very helpful with us uh, about providing guidance, um, but they haven't made they haven't stipulated that as uh, a must do. Yeah, if the roadmap does change, um, do you have uh, any latitude to move the festival uh, to another day at all? Tell me about that. Um, certainly, um, we've. We've planned for the eventuality. If it does happen that we have to, uh, that we cannot run because, quite frankly, doing table service for two and a half thousand people is not really going to work. Um, plus, the fact you guys uh, up on the stage won't be able to play as loud. Yeah, sorry. When you say you guys, I, I've got to declare an interest here. I'm actually in one of the bands appearing on the Friday, and that's why I said uh, a few moments ago it might be worth coming on the Friday. <laughs> yeah, get your own plug in. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, the, sorry. So, yeah, no, not to worry. Uh, the uh, there has been some deep thought put into about what we can do. Um, so, in the license application, I've actually asked for uh, for other days, uh, not just for that weekend, uh, with the intention that we could um, run it again in a week or two, where, whenever the government says yes, the gloves are now off, you can carry on as per usual. Um, we, um, if we can't be down the end of the field where we'd like to be, which is right near the changing rooms, um, because we like the facilities there, uh, we can certainly run it from up the other end of the field. In 2019, we ran a very successful field uh, uh, festival from that end. Um, so it, it just means extra planning and, of course, the inconvenience and the hope that everybody who has purchased tickets for the 25th and 26th will still be able to come uh, if we put it back a couple of weeks. What have been your festival highlights over the years, would you say? There was uh, a very emotional thing that happened in 2019, funny enough. Uh, a chap uh, was just out walking. He came to the front desk, uh, and my lovely ladies on the front desk said, uh, you know, can we help you? You look a bit distressed. And uh, he said that the, the day before he'd been diagnosed with uh, testicular cancer, and of course, that's what our charity is very good at looking at and seeing and, and helping with. And she said, well, come in and meet the team because we had the full charity team on board. Uh, she brought him in, introduced him to the lovely nurses. Um, they had a good old chat with him and his face and demeanor just changed. Uh, and it was lovely to see. I mean, it just it, it brings a tear to my throat to think about it now, you know, that um, the, we were able to help even just one guy. I mean, that was the whole reason we set this festival up in the first place, was to feed money to that wonderful charity. And uh, so far, we've managed to help him out with nearly 60,000. In fact, I think it's uh, a bit more than that now. And I'm hoping for big things this year that we can actually double our, our donation to it. But we'll see. And Ian, do you think this year's festival will have, uh, you know, an extra meaning for you and, and for the people of Twyford as well, considering what everyone's been going through? I think so. It was one of the reasons why I was so keen to get the festival up and running as soon as we could, as soon as we were able to come out of lockdown. Uh, and uh, the the appetite for it has been huge. Uh, I think people just need something to uh, that positive to focus on. 
uh, and uh, I'm hoping that that's exactly what's going to happen. Every year when I look around the festival site, all I can see is people smiling, and that's what I want to see this year. It, it is a, it's a wonderful little festival. Ian, fantastic. Uh, thank you so much for your time, and, and best of luck for that weekend in June. I will see you there. I, I look forward to seeing you and listening to the band. Thank you very much. That was Ian Wisdom, the organiser of the Twyford Beer Festival. And do bear in mind, if you want to go, that uh, because of COVID regulations, this year's event is strictly ticket only. No point in turning up on the day, trying to get in then and there. And you can find out more on the Twyford Beer Festival Facebook page or at twyfordbeerfest.co.uk. Thanks so much for listening to the RG10 podcast. It'd be great if you could share this with others who you think may find it interesting, even those who've never even heard of the podcasting phenomenon. At the moment, it's just another way that we can all stay connected. If you do have any thoughts about who or what we can include in future episodes, then please do let us know via the rg10mag.com website or maybe in the comments section on Apple or SoundCloud. Thanks for listening and goodbye.